Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 47 of the show. And today we're going to be discussing the new Halloween, as well as Jonah Hill's debut, mid-90s, directorial debut, I should say. Uh, joined, or today I'm joined by, off to a great start, you guys. Joined today. By Tom. Hey. How's it going, bud? It's going great. Episode 47, you say? Mm-hmm. Lucky mm-hmm. number 47. It's like Agent 47, the hitman Getting dude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 47 Ronin. Yeah. Oh, dude, this number is super <laughs> lucky. We're going to kill it today. It's going to be a good one. And that was Travis chiming in. That's me. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Happy to have you here. Yeah, at my own place. <laughs> yeah. Winner of, uh, of a costume party yes costume contest contest this weekend if matt had a contest i probably would have won that one too right mm. since only one person knew <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh vince's uh t-rex costume is pretty sweet oh no no, no that no, was no, no. it was pretty fun uh, no creativity though yeah so it's awesome. cyrus with the yeah Frasier cyrus is good the rock oh fraser well, that was too. pretty good too we had the rock we had uh cyrus was miguel from uh coco Mm-hmm. Tanya and Nancy Kerrigan, though, was pretty awesome. That as was well. pretty good. And Travis, you were uh, Robert Pattinson from Good Time. Yep. Connie. <laughs> yeah. We yep. didn't. Tom and I didn't know who he was. <laughs> However, very versatile wig. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got like five costumes in the works. For that. Yeah. So the costume contest you won at a different party, you were right. well, full of viewers and listeners. John Gruden, head coach of the Oakland Raiders. That was very fitting. To be him this year but yeah i want a bottle of wine pretty cool nice pretty good bottle of wine cool. are we talking like barefoot or yellow like, um yeah. i don't know it's right hands. there on the counter it's from 2014 good year right mm, yeah i hear <laughs> good year. things about the 2014 i forget where it's from but <laughs> yeah i'm not even gonna attempt it <laughs> where it's from the name of the the wine mm. i'm not a wine guy so i know it's a chardonnay mm. yeah Ooh. Buttery. <laughs> Should have popped it for the show. Yeah. Taking it's not break. too late. Well, it's a big bottle, so I don't know if we'd want to oh, yeah. dive yeah. into that tonight. Stick into the classic for mm-hmm. now, the Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was filling Tom in. He left uh, before this at my party, but we had a pretty epic game of Survivor. Always. Yeah. Came down to uh, me versus my girlfriend, Haley, and she fucking annihilated me. She was on fire. She pitched like a perfect game. Dude, that's what I hear. (laughs) I'm really bummed I didn't. How come nobody was recording this shit? Chelsea recorded it. Oh, there we go. (laughs) There we go. She's like, it's probably gone now, though. I think it was on like her Instagram story or something. That's perfect because it's like perfect for me because it's a video of a party that I was at. So I don't feel like I le- I missed out, <laughs> but I'm not going to be like drunk in the background of this video, like throwing up into a garbage right. bag or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty fun, pretty fun Halloween party. I was a Powerpuff Girl. I was Bubbles, and uh, Tom was a uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's character, Jackson, Jackson Maine, Maine. <laughs> and Sarah was Allie. Mm-hmm. Actually, quite a few uh, movie costumes at the party. Oh yeah, I was a huge fan. Yeah, it was good How about stuff. our epic game of beer pong? Oh, man. I still I, smile. I think I missed that. What happened? <laughs> Looking back. 
This guy is a beer pong animal. I heard him screaming. Yeah, you should have seen him swatting these fucking balls out of the air, dude. I model my game after Dennis Rodman. He was on autopilot. It was amazing. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we need to go through the whole thing, but it without seeing it. But just suffice it to say that Travis does not let a bounced ball get by him, and he swatted like. Four or five. <laughs> Every time we thought he was looking away, he was really just fucking with us. <laughs> like, not even looking. He would just backhand these balls out of the way. And then he was completely out of control and he had this ridiculous wig on. And he was so serious. And the whole time, Chelsea's like, Travis? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and then, and then uh, to win the game, Zach, Zach snuck one by him. He turned his head for just too long Fucking and Cyrus. bounced it right in. Cyrus was saying that my costume looked like Gary Busey, and I was like, hold <laughs> on, hold on. He totally threw me off. Took advantage of the distraction. <laughs> yeah. It was clutch, though. I think you guys paid Cyrus. I mean, to actually be able to bounce it in on the last shot, first try, when, when, when it really counts. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I take those games seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Sweet. Well, stuff. other than that, the other big thing that's been going on in our lives is Vidya Games. Oh, yeah. An assortment. Mm. Hodgepodge. Mm. Uh, all three of us have been playing the new Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're all thoroughly enjoying it. Call of Duty's back, baby. Have you mostly been doing Blackout mode, Tom? Uh, no, just when, just when I'm hanging out with other people. I haven't played it solo. Solo, I just do the multiplayer. Did you... Uh, have you tried... Excuse me. Did you try zombies yet? No. I played it a little bit with Haley. We tried all of the modes, like once or twice. Uh-huh. There's um, different modes within zombies? Well, maps. But, oh, okay. So, like, one of them is like a gladiator arena. So, you start in an arena and then you open up, like, the gates and then the, the map branches out. It's like a Coliseum with, like, underground tunnels and shit like that. One of them is the Titanic. So, you're aboard a ship that hits an iceberg. Tight. And then mm-hmm. the other one, I can't remember, but it was it was cool. But yeah, been playing that. And uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which Travis is not playing yet, but nope. me and Tom Patiently are waiting, getting a kick for? out of that one. Um, yeah, what are you waiting maybe for? Maybe still Call of Duty dies down. Maybe or? a price drop. Maybe for multiplayer. A price to... drop? <laughs> There's no price drops on Rockstar games, dude. You're gonna be waiting years. No, they'll, they'll be one around the holidays. Watch forty bucks. Mm. We'll see. 35 if, if we're lucky. What? No way, yeah, dude. You're, 35. Yeah, you're dreaming. Oh, yeah. insane. Well, I was going to ask you, Matt, what you named your horse, because I, I feel like it is uh, indicative of people's character. Uh, Goku. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of my horses, anyway. You can buy more. I think I have, like, three horses. Like They're just, yeah. like, hanging out in a stable or something. Yeah. So what is your horse's name? Roach. Yeah. Witcher. Mm. Witcher reference. Oh, I didn't even know that that's the name of your horse in witcher uh yeah when he gets on and starts riding around he just goes roach <laughs> <laughs> uh but probably gonna name one d horse kind of have to yeah just all the classic video game horses yeah what about bojack <laughs> oh dude that's bojack would one. be good i saw some like a uh, meme or tweet or something where they can't wait until red dead redemption comes to pc so there can be a mod where you can make a horse look like bojack mm-hmm. just put like the put the, <laughs> s- the sweater on him and <laughs> uh epona 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 yeah it's not epona whatever 
Epona, class, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really enjoying that game. We don't really need to dive into it too much, but all the listeners out there, send us uh, what you named your horse. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Anything else you guys want to bring up before we dive into our first review of the show? No. Mm. I'm ready. It was my birthday the weekend before. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We, saw, we... Each, saw each other back-to-back weekends. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been partying hard. I know. I know everything about all the movies we saw from you guys. There's no surprises on this show. Well, not mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we talk about mid-90s? Okay, I guess not mid-90s. <laughs> <laughs> so just Halloween. Just Halloween. Yes. Yeah, we saw matinee of that for Travis's birthday. Yep. What no, more? I know what you... I, I know you liked it. Mid-90s. How do you know? Because Chelsea spilled the beans at the at, oh. the, at the party. Okay. Mm. And now you just spilled the beans for all the listeners. Mm-hmm. Just for you. We might as well just pack <laughs> up and go home. <laughs> Let's drop some star ratings and uh, call it. I just had to prove my point. Okay. Well, tell me how I feel later on. Okay. I will. I'll tell you exactly how. I'll go, and then you can just say, I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, the the dirty thirty. Yeah. Well, it's fucked, dude. I feel no different. Still feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. Just an aging piece of shit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we all had a good time going out for your birthday. Good times. I had was. a great time. Dodgers lost. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to bring four, it up. Four games to one. I watched it last night. Did Pretty you? Pretty much the whole game because I was doing homework and I was like, might as well have it on in the background. It was just fucking home run derby, dude. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I watched yeah. the game that went to the 18th inning, seven and a half hour game, longest playoff game of all time. Yeah, that was crazy. I watched that one. That's the only one they won. That's why I don't watch baseball. It's a damn shame. You just can't handle the intensity. Intensity? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. When you're in the 18th inning, like that was tense as fuck. When you hit that walk-off home run, oh, like yeah. I lost it. So much relief. It was huge. <laughs> Mm. oh yeah so yeah uh, damn God. shame it's always next year maybe we'll get a mariners dodgers uh world series yeah right yeah, <laughs> but we can always hope been hoping for uh 17 years as a mariners fan for returning the playoffs yeah. we'll get there we'll get there someday they didn't make the playoffs this year no uh-uh. were they close they were sort of wild card they were they had a good play. team this year but uh the two wild card teams, I think, were both in our, or no, it was the the Yankees were one wild card team, and I think the, the A's. A's were the other, yeah. and the A's are in our division. So, hmm. oh well, we'll see what happens next it's time. It's always next year, right? Yeah, yeah. Been saying that for years, <laughs> over half my life. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's jump into this first review here. We're gonna start with Halloween. We have a clip. Here we go, Michael. I've got some people who'd like to meet you. Hello, Michael. My name is Aaron Corey. I've been following your case for years and still know very little about you. I'd like to know more. About that night. About those involved. Do you ever think about them, Michael? Feel guilt about their fate. 
All right, Halloween is coming 40 years after the original John Carpenter Halloween. It is directed by David Gordon Green, who you would know from Pineapple Express, George Washington, The did, Sitter. He did Stronger last year, which yeah. is really good. You guys still need to watch that? I still need to catch up with that one. Uh, written by David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and three other screenwriters. Film stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak. This is a hotly anticipated film. Uh, it ignores all previous entries in the Halloween franchise except for the original. So there's been a lot of hype. Premiered at TIFF this year. Pretty good things coming out of that. Uh, before we talk about Halloween 2018, uh, we did all rewatch the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I think anyone who's familiar with the show knows how I feel about Halloween. It's the best horror movie ever made in my top five general movies of all time. I fucking love it. Uh, you guys want to shed some insight, especially when was the last time you guys had seen it? Had you seen it recently? Um, well, I had seen it for the first time only like maybe five years ago or so and then i saw it a second time at my halloween party i don't know if we ever watched it at your oh maybe you didn't go to that one your halloween party was the first time i saw it i think that was the year before i knew you or maybe i just didn't know you well enough to right no i would have invited you yeah i don't know the first year we were supposed to watch texas chainsaw massacre but then we did watch it mm, that doesn't count It was like on in the background, pretty much. Yeah, well. Or there were people in the background, and you can't watch that movie with the lights on and a party going on. To the there was a lot of to the left of you. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot happening. Um, and then Tom, you also saw it within the past couple of years, just at your party. Okay, That's the only that time. was the only watch, right? Yeah. Mm. So, two watch on guy. a second and a third watch, how did uh, this one hold up for you? I like it quite a bit. It's nice. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> it was Sarah's first watch. That's why I, I, I watched it. I'm surprised you uh, conned her into that one. I didn't. We were talking about Halloween costumes, and I was like, well, I kind of just want to be Michael because it gives me an excuse to buy a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, what would I be? And I was like, well, you could be Lori. And she said, well, I haven't seen the movie, so put it on. And then I had forgotten about the flashback so i was like oh shit you could be young michael six-year-old michael and i could be old michael uh for some reason that didn't happen bummer Lori would be a killer costume though yeah especially if you did it as a couple i don't think she has like an iconic uh enough outfit you'd have to explain the costume yeah her signature well if you're with michael i feel like yeah true, true fans should know yeah, I guess so. But do you, I mean, do you hear the right way. Bell bottoms. Yeah, bell blue bottoms, shirt. blue long sleeve shirt. Yeah, you just put a little tear in the halfway sleeve. there. Yeah, didn't happen though. Sadly. Yeah. Anyway, she liked it. Um, it's clearly not a very scary movie if she can get through it. <laughs> it's old. It's know. old. But I, <laughs> I already told you this. But to give it its credit. We were like halfway through and I asked her how she was doing. She's like, oh, you know, it's pretty old, so I'm, I'm doing okay. And then four or five minutes later, she's like, I'm scared. <laughs> come, come over to my end of the couch. I don't like this. 
anyway, she made it to the end. Good to hear. Yeah. What'd you think? Still love it. Um, I definitely put the argument to bed that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the superior horror film. (laughs) (laughs) That was something I was wrestling with internally. Oh. Matt made me second guess myself a couple years back. And uh, I had to watch it again to know for sure. Okay. Well, what are what are some of your guys' favorite things about Halloween? The score. The the score is amazing. Yeah, the score is great. The way it's shot, um, just inventive kill scenes. Like, they're just artfully done. And uh, Michael Myers is the best slasher. Yeah. Just an unstoppable killing machine. The <laughs> He is totally unstoppable. So... What? Give me an example. Of one of these artful kill scenes in the car. I think that's done pretty well. The vein one in the garage. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. The windows fog up. Okay, she hits her face on the horn. <clears throat> yeah, I think my favorite kill is when he uh, he stabs. He picks that guy up and stabs that him with the chest, awesome. and then he just like yeah. does the head tilt. Oh, and then so it good. cuts back. You know, it's like a f- further shot, and you see him hanging, like mm-hmm. his feet are off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the best moment, I think, in the movie is when she's, like, behind the closet. Yeah. And then his face appears, like, slowly. It just... It's like... Oh, a, I know what you're talking about. Right after she saw the bodies, she backs <clears throat> into the corner. It was definitely, like, an editing trick where they just, like, you know, turn the, the contrast <laughs> and turn it back down or whatever. But, um... How yeah. did they not... No, okay. So... Rewatching it for me, I was like, what? Talk about just bad decisions in horror movies. Lori is out of control with stupidity. Especially towards the end. How many times is she going to let that dude... Well, I know, but it's a fair criticism. Yeah. She throws the knife down like nine times. Also, there's a little editing gaffe at the end where you still see the knife on the floor of the living room but she had dropped it next to him on the floor of the bedroom upstairs it's at the end yeah he picked it back up again didn't he no no no. it's at the end where they cut like they're just doing uh it's after his body disappears and you're like where's michael myers oh you know and then they do all these still shots of like scenes where things or locations where things had happened and the knife was still there i guess you could make the argument that it was like it's not supposed to be in any particular time of the movie it's just a shot but anyway it bugged me whoops yeah i did not know that movie sucks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah iconic horror film uh I, I think i'll get a little bit more into like why i think it's so important in the context of the new one um and it has an amazing setting the suburbs on halloween yeah Great setting. It's great. How, yeah, never mind. So that leads us into 2018 Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. Who wants to kick this one off? Go ahead, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> My favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, as a huge Halloween fan, it basically did everything I wanted it to do. It honored the original, both literally and just in its themes. Uh, some fan servicey, you know, kind of throwback, uh, scenes stolen directly from the first movie, but 
I was all about it. I could see how You'll some people You'll forgive it because it's, it's Halloween. I could see how <laughs> people could think it's pandering, but it felt sincere to me, you know? Um, I love that. I love the tone. I love the way it looked. Uh, but what I love most about it is we get to see, and maybe if we end up doing spoilers, we can kind of get a little bit more into this, but it brings the concept of the final girl full circle. It's like the ultimate evolution of the final girl concept, which there's some debate over who the first final girl was. Uh, I think technically Texas Chainsaw Massacre is often credited as like the first final girl. Oh, yeah. Wait, um, what are you guys talking about with the final girl? The final girl? A horror trope. So there's like, oh. you have your central protagonist who's a girl, and Got she's it. the only one who escapes the clutches of the killer, essentially. Got it. So that's was carried on through the 80s, and it's still pervasive today. Like, uh, uh, Sounds the Lambs, as an example. I don't know. Clarice? Yeah. Clarice. Yeah, I could, I could see that. She's the only one who gets close to the, the guy and still gets away <laughs> so in this movie you have jamie lee curtis who's basically like a survivalist like she spent the past 40 years years basically just living as a prepper like her house has tons of guns in it uh she's basically lived a life of solitude teaching her daughter how to use guns and we basically learned that she's basically been waiting her whole life to inevitably confront michael because she knew it was just a matter of time before he'd find a way to escape right so you have in the original halloween one of the first examples of the final girl and kind of the one probably the most iconic final girl comes full circle now she's this badass and all she wants to do is kill michael you know so we can get maybe more into that later if we do spoilers but i loved that presentation and the way they framed the narrative of it's not really Michael's story, it's Lori's story, you know? I really appreciated that uh, as far as not making it just about Michael being on a killing spree. Because that's cool, too. I mean, Michael is uh, presented as the boogeyman, right? He's this unstoppable killing machine. That's pretty badass, but I mean, the human heart of the film comes from his character of Lori. So I love that. Some pretty gory and entertaining kills. The kill count in this new one is significantly higher than the original one. Um, but I loved it. I really don't have any complaints. I mean, maybe it was, it could go down on a rewatch just because I went into it watching it as like a Halloween fan. Maybe if I watched it like on its own merits as a film, maybe some of that would fade on a rewatch but in the theater i was a giddy fanboy the entire time so this is your favorite movie of the year correct but you're saying it could go down on a rewatch it has the potential because i admit that i was watching it and admiring it as a huge halloween fan so maybe some things would seem more pandering to me on a rewatch but in the moment i was like oh fuck yeah like this isn't a spoiler but there's a specific shot that i thought was really cool where in the original halloween there's that scene where laurie is in the classroom and she looks out the window and she sees michael and then she answers a a teacher's question she looks back and he's gone pretty impressive the in this movie (laughs) the exact same the exact same classroom I don't, it can't be the same teacher, but they, like, the voice sounds the same, even. Like, they found someone to mimic the teacher's voice. 
Uh, and it's Lori's granddaughter in the classroom, but instead of seeing Michael, she sees Lori standing outside the window. And I don't know, I just think, like, thematically, like, it's cool that you have, like, two generations removed from Lori, and you see her kind of out there just, like, kind of hovering, being they, weird. They flip the script. Yeah. Which this movie does a lot, which I appreciated. Just stuff like that. Super homage stuff that's literally ripped from the first movie, but presented <laughs> in a, you know, a new context. I like that. But yeah, in the original, when she answers the teacher after being like sidetracked, very impressive. Mm-hmm. I was just like, there's no way. I just feel like, hey, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what was the question again? She's right on track. Doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> also, I'd be curious to, on a rewatch, uh, listen more closely to that like lecture that the teacher was giving. Because it also Isn't dealt with fate. Are it did deal with fate? fate, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. Because I, I was paying attention to it, but it kind of it, it passed, you know, once yeah. we were past that scene. Like, I can't really remember the content, but uh, there was some significance to that, too. Um, like making your own destiny versus something being thrust upon you. Yeah, that was the gist of it. Uh, that's my general impressions. Uh, what about you guys? Well, I didn't have, like, any major complaints with it. I'm sure I have finicky stuff that I just haven't really... It's not coming to mind right now. I just didn't really think it was that special. It seemed kind of... I don't want to say it's run-of-the-mill, because it definitely feels like Halloween, which doesn't really feel wholly like any other movie. But, I mean, it's its own thing, basically. But I don't know if I find Michael that interesting. Which might be an unpopular opinion at this table. Um... (laughs) He's just not, like, that scary. Like, he would totally be scary in real life. But, like, as far as a horror film goes, I feel like there's scarier stuff for me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It, I I liked it. I just didn't think it was... I didn't really have very high highs or low lows with it. Okay. So just kind of... Not, uh, not run in the mill, like you said, but just... Right. Uh, it, it, I will say it's not very scary. There are some scenes that are very tense, and I was very invested in them, but not really scary. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was know. never scared. Um, uh, I feel pretty similar to Tom. Um, thought it was solid. Felt more like a remake of the original than a sequel to it. Besides the whole like Lori coming back, you know, forty years later, and besides her whole redemption or closure angle i feel like this movie didn't really like have a purpose it was just like another excuse to make a halloween movie which i feel like they've been doing ever since the original (laughs) uh yeah i i liked i both really liked and really didn't like the opening with the podcast the podcast Those couple? podcasters served no purpose other than delivering. Well, that might be a spoiler. well. They were mostly <laughs> just there. I think you're supposed to hate them. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I won't say how they get offed, but they're not in the movie for very long. I'll say that. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite scenes in the but movie. But were you cheering for Michael Myers to kill them? To kill those two? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I wasn't. I was no, cheering for him either. to cheer for Michael to kill. I was anyone. cheering for him to kill pretty much everyone except for Lori and her daughter and granddaughter. Pretty much everyone else, I was excited you to see get fucking fuck. annihilated by Michael. Babies, babies, dogs, cats. That was an interesting scene. No one's off limits except Lori's family. Um, 
Yeah. Well, it's just sort of a ridiculous premise that they would somehow. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Well, we can talk about it later. But um, just the way that a movie opens up, I'm like, what the fuck? Who does the? What is happening right now? But well, it was also kind of cool, just the way they did it and the way that the whole atmosphere built up to the up to the title screen, and then the title screen was fucking dope the title sequence was cool <laughs> yeah but i feel like the opening s- sequence didn't really need to be there and like to get the shot of michael with his mask off like just it was just there to get the audience frothing at the mouth a little bit you know i guess but i think the the og opening sequence is way better well it is yeah for sure you know, like you can't Draws compare in. it like Kelsey looks terrible what when she's brushing her hair the original. No, I love it's so like it's the killer super itself low, is pretty oh! terrible. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty terrible. It's low budget. Like <laughs> I think it's still well done for considering how low budget it is. Oh yeah, it's effective. Like I thought that movie was way more violent and graphic than it actually is. There's barely any violence or there's like no blood in it. But like there's really not even that many kill sequences. Not, but, only five people die in that movie. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like. It just seems like it, it's a lot more violent than it actually is, just because of the way it's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I really like about Michael is that, one, he's uh, a relentless killing machine, but he also... That's <laughs> uh, a good trait. He, he <laughs> <Boring>. hunts. <laughs> he hunts his victims. Like, there's an element of, like, showmanship. Like, both in both versions of the movie, he, like, stages bodies because he, like wants the bodies to be found and he sets them up in these horrific scenarios um but you know you have moments where he just like picks his target like i honestly what i like about uh this movie as it relates to the first movie is that it (coughs) excuse me uh it, it portrays him as uh a hunter but kind of an aimless hunter like I never really got the impression in either the original or this one that he ever. <coughs> ah, fucking cats. <laughs> I never got the impression that he would go out with like a set target in mind. He would just wander the streets of Haddonfield, find someone, and then, you know, go around the back of their house, wash them through their window, time it so that he can kill them without him being caught, you know? Speaking of cats. <coughs> He's kind of like a cat that just leaves mice that's not really interested in eating at your door. Yeah. That's why I love him so much. He's just a big uh, murderous cat. I did also, going back to the original, I like how the original has Michael in daylight quite a bit. And he's just like playing with the girls. Like when he's like hiding behind the bush. Oh, stalking or, them. Yeah. yeah, in the car and stuff. And there was none of that in this one that was... I mean, not that I necessarily needed it, but that would be. And uh, sorry. no, there was some of that. The gas station scene takes place during the day. Gas station scene. <laughs> so we're with the podcasters, and oh, right, yeah, yeah. You see him lurking around. He does sort of. Scene. I I, lo- I I get what you're saying, Matt. He does sort of have this weird, uh, like not really well planned out, but he just. He knows what he wants, right? Yeah. So he just like sort of wanders around. Oh, that's an outfit that I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's my go-to outfit. Uh, better get that. And then like there's the scene in the trailer, so it won't be spoiling anything. But he goes and grabs the hammer from the like the open garage in the back. And then pretty quickly trades that in for his preferred tool. Mm-hmm. 
just like oh you're exactly what i was looking for yeah and then we'll get more into it later but the the climax of the film i thought was really cool and it kind of again flipped the script and was not really what i was expecting i mean i guess they kind of paved the way for that as the ultimate confrontation but uh it's very different from the first movie as far as the circumstances the characters find themselves in, which I thought was really cool. Really appreciated that. Also thought it was uh, well-made. Soundtrack was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the old theme is in there. A little modern update. There was a new track that was really good. And it came like halfway through the movie. Um, but John Carpenter, this is the first, I think the first one since the original halloween maybe halloween 2 i think he might have got a producer credit on that but this was the most involved he's been with the halloween movies since the original and you can feel it yeah well he never even really liked the idea of a sequel happening but at that point it was kind of out of his hands and he was cool with the paychecks so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i just prefer movies where the characters are scared you know laurie wants to fucking kill him whatever I don't know how he's still alive. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually, do they explain how he gets into custody after the first movie since they disregard all the other ones? Mm, no. I Maybe there was some line where they, they captured him after he fled. Yeah, I don't. I hadn't recall. even thought about that. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh,. Yeah, and then somebody... Oh, the mom is, like, not scared at all until the end. And then she's useless. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have this you have this conflict where Lori is basically just viewed as a fucking crazy person the whole time. Nobody believes her. Um, the Her daughter, Judy Greer, basically doesn't believe it until it's, like, in her face, basically. Yeah. Um, They're just not terrorized, you know? Not yeah, not in the same way. the 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 central characters aren't really. Although there is a scene with the granddaughter where she has a confrontation with with Michael, which was pretty tense. I mean, it, it was very shocking what ultimately happens in that scene involving uh, the new Doctor Loomis, essentially. Yeah. You know, which in the moment I was very shocked, and it was definitely strange. It that really was the other. That was the other character that was not scared which going back i was like oh i really like the spooked out version of a doctor you know it's like oh no this dude's pure evil yeah versus new 2018 doctor right <laughs> um so yeah overall really loved it well, there's more stuff we can get into in spoilers i want to talk some specifics but uh any more general impressions mm-hmm. no nope. solid flick okay just mm-hmm. not amazing Let's do some star ratings. It's a five out of five for me. Way too high. Three and a half. Four. <laughs> you guys will come around. Don't worry. No. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything left in that movie for me to soak in. Yeah. Um, it's definitely maybe not something that's going to reward rewatches. Uh, maybe I in the same like way. I feel like it'll be fun to watch every... I'm sure it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Totally. Especially around this time of the year. Has that going for it at least? Yeah. I'll be curious to see, you know, five, ten years from now, kind of where it falls in the Halloween pantheon. Because I have seen some backlash against it. It's been mostly positively received. Are we getting a sequel? 
I don't know. Well, no announcements. Let's, uh, if you have not yet seen Halloween, let's dive into spoilers. So check the show notes if you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, let's start at the very end, I guess. Is there yeah. going to be a sequel? It's unclear. Probably at least leave it open. He's not dead. Cause we hear, we didn't stick around <laughs> for it, but of course he's not dead. We hear the apparently there's breathing at the end of the credits. How it's, could you kill off a cash cow like Michael? I just think it's part of his character, even though they have made him a human being. I feel like he just can't be killed. It's more of like the shape or the, the thing that will always live the, mm-hmm. the terror, the fear. I mean, he's always been a human being. I don't know if this movie humanizes him any more than the well, first yeah. one. Because we do see his face in the first right. one. But um, it doesn't try to do the fucking Rob Zombie thing where he was like an abused child. And that's where his trauma is what turned him into a killing machine. Like that. No, that's stupid. Those movies basically removed everything that made Michael Myers an interesting character in the first place. I think by trying to make him more interesting by giving him this trashy backstory where he's basically a fucking trailer trash mountain dew drinking like <laughs> shitty kid uh but but it is weird how he's like a mythical figure but yet he is a human but all the stuff he's been through there's no way he would live i i Dude, mean he gets shot like six times at the end of that first movie and does. falls from like a second story window. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're kidding when they say he's the boogeyman. Like, I think that he's the shape because he is the boogeyman in human form. Incarnate. I don't know if we're meant, if we're supposed to believe that he, I mean, can he be killed? We don't know. He has never been killed in any of these movies, at least well, to not ha- bring him back, which is for money purposes. Yeah, sure. To make purely, <laughs> He can be severely damaged. Yeah, he can be maimed. He gets his fingers blown off in this movie. So, I mean, if he just, like, you know, chopped him up into a million pieces, like, presumably he can't regenerate flesh, but... You never know. I do think... They could resurrect him. They're very literal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the Busta Rhymes will kick him into a... a elect- you know, electrocute him. Um, they're very literal in saying he's evil incarnate. He's the boogeyman, you know? So, I don't think there's really much to read into that other than he's just maybe not quite human like there's clearly something supernatural probably going on with him yeah but you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit oh sure oh one little small detail that i appreciated before we kind of get into the bigger stuff is uh michael's a fucking beast he's a big dude and there's you kind of see it as like a throwaway line but early on in the movie when they're visiting him at the hospital uh the doctor makes a comment about how like oh i I just uh i'm so sad to see that he's going to be going to that other hospital where the living conditions are terrible here we give everyone three meals a day and exercise like it basically because otherwise if he was treated poorly like his body would have just emaciated like it made sense that he was still like a brick shithouse (laughs) because they go out of their way to say like you know we feed them let them exercise like what do you think michael's uh workout routine is like I was gonna say there is no way that Michael works out. No, air stabbing. So ridiculous. You see him doing squats. I, I was thinking about this courtyard. watching the first movie because I think the first. Dude, do you movie, know how many sit-ups he did in the first movie? You're right, and he doesn't even lift his knees. Yeah, he's fucking like I don't know what you call that, like raw dog in a sit-up, pure abstract. <laughs> oh, yeah, but 
uh, there's so many scenes in the first movie where you see him out the window and then they look away and then they look back and I'm like, dude, he definitely had to run. Like that was so fast. How did he get out of sight? Yeah, logistically. And, yeah. But when you think about it, when you think of Michael running, you're just like, no, that doesn't. That's not. The ends aren't meeting on this one. No, <laughs> he does not run. He just wears really heavy boots, so when he walks, it's like a, he's like Goku. Yeah, you know. Here we go. He takes his shoes off off screen, <laughs> runs with his boots in his hands, hides, puts them back on, and then steps out of the shadows to do some more killing. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the final confrontation of this movie. It's essentially like horror version of Home Alone, where they like Lori's house. It turns out is booby trapped. So she's like trying to clear the house, clears a room, hits a button, uh, bars come down, right? Which I thought was neat. Like that was a really tense scene. I thought the climax of this movie mm-hmm. was her. She's still clearly very scared because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's been preparing for forty years, but she's going up against the boogeyman. So I I, I was read some review or listened to some podcasts where people were like, she's been training her whole life for this, and she goes, she's in the situation, and she can barely keep it together. It's like, yeah, like. How could you? She knows what she's dealing with. Like it's Michael, Michael Myers. Myers, dude. So I appreciated that. I, I could I, see both sides. I would have had more of an issue with believability if she was just like a stone cold like hunter. Because she does become the hunter from, instead of being hunted, you know. But she's not confident about it. She's still scared. Like that scene wouldn't have been as intense well, if she no. wasn't scared. Well, there would be no final showdown or sequence if she just mopped him up i mean well yeah he still put up a fight but (laughs) i just i i think so the where they end up going with the whole safe room that they have it's like oh it wasn't for safety it's a trap it's to keep something in i was like i mean just blow up the house you know like instead of her going around and clearing every room and then coming out and then closing the bars just close all the bars (laughs) and then blow the place you know, I, that's the. Well, you could like break through a wall. Yeah, or she something. had to bury him. I guess so. The, in the, the basement. Yeah, the basement <laughs> was like the walls were like brick or cement or something. Like that's in, that's why she did that because they had to make sure he was trapped because that was our goal anyway was to get him trapped in there so he couldn't escape and the fire would just consume him. It just felt like a very difficult plan to pull off. She should have tortured him for forty years. Oh yeah, just keep him chained up down there. Oh yeah. Like the Babadook? Um, yeah. <laughs> Stolen the ending from the Babadook? Reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for the Babadook. <laughs> um, I thought the performances in the movie were pretty good. Jamie Lee Curtis was awesome. I liked... Uh, Judy Greer was whatever. I mean, she was good, but her character was, you know, not the best. Is that uh, the mom? Mm-hmm. I like the granddaughter. Dude, that I thought everyone singer. was solid to the okay. Whole, I can't do it thing on the stairs with the it. He's gonna be right there, and then she just fucking poops out. I like that. That was cool. She like no. She did that to coax him into coming down the stairs. Oh yeah, I forgot it was a ploy. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm back on board. <laughs> really cool. I forgot it was a ploy. <laughs> did yeah, you I like, like the uh, nod to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What nod? Them riding away in the truck. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna be a little stretch there, but <laughs> no way. That's Although a, that's a definite nod to the OG slasher final girl. <laughs> it could be. The last shot is of uh, 
the daughter, I can't remember her name. The actress's name was Andy, but she's she's holding Michael's knife. Like, it ends mm. with her clutching the knife. Which I, I thought might have been, like, uh, a reference to Halloween 4. Because 4, 5, and 6 uh, is where that little girl basically becomes a killer. Like, she's traumatized in Halloween 4, and then in 5 and 6 she's, like, a murderer. So I thought maybe that was like a... They can't go there. I thought it was a reference to... After watching the first one, I thought it was a reference to... Same. Lori throwing the knife down every time she got a hold of it. She does it twice, I think. Because now the daughter has been exposed to it as well. Yeah, she's not giving that knife Generations, <laughs> Generations of terror. She's not leaving that knife on the floor of the living room and bedroom at the same time somehow. There's one thing she learned from her grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the scene that takes place during the daytime, the gas station, I thought was pretty good, which you kind of see it in the trailer. Like this, the trailer for this movie, I think spoiled too much. Like basically, yeah, way too much. A lot of the best scenes are spoiled a little bit. Like there's a kind of an extended shot in the trailer of Michael, like dropping the teeth. That would have been a much better moment if I knew he wasn't going to be dropping teeth. You know what I mean? Right. When... What's stupid about the trailer is I feel like you don't really need to sell this movie by giving away good moments. Right. Like, just having a Halloween movie is going to get butts in the theater. Yeah. That just dude. show the mask and a fucking pumpkin and we're good to go. Yeah. 30-second mm-hmm. teaser. That's mm-hmm. all we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude's head getting stomped and exploding. Oh, that was oh, amazing. Was <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There was um, no give. <laughs> no, <laughs> with it, was, his skull. it was just a watermelon. Oh uh, that was cool. And uh, the kid who like made a move on the granddaughter when that he was, was drunk, and was he ends scene. up like getting impaled on the. Oh, that was actually one of my favorite moments. That was mine too. The kill, like with the whole like um, sensor light. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was really that cool. Was a when good the light scene. goes out. I was like, oh no! Everything was funny a second ago, and now it's super not funny. Yeah. What about the humor? Yeah, it's written by Danny McBride, the little, David Gordon Green. The little black nominated. kid was hilarious. He was funny, <laughs> yeah. He was uh, the one chick was babysitting, right? And then that was, Yeah. Oh, that was a good scene, too, when she went up. I mean, also spoiled yeah, in the trailer, spoiled. but he was in the closet. Man, I wish I hadn't seen a trailer for The this. kid was maybe like one or two lines too funny, though. Mm-hmm. You, you agree? Like laid it on mm-hmm. too thick. They could have toned it, his humor down a little bit. Yeah. I feel like it still would have been perfect i didn't dislike it because i did think he was funny but right. tonally maybe a little, a little too much given the too context much of, a good thing. of the yeah. rest of the movie i think it was tom i think it was you that was saying you like the cops towards the end where they're like talking oh, yeah, about like uh, the brownie or I it was oh, the bond me the bond me yeah. yeah well he, he ends up having like a brownie is what he actually oh, had but yeah he's right talking about a bond me yeah it's I like feel this like this is what an eleven-year-old would eat for lunch if he packed it himself or something like I that. I feel like that would have been a perfect chance for Danny McBride to uh, do a cameo, be one of the cops. Probably would have. I feel like that's like right up his alley. I could totally hear him saying those lines and everything. Yeah, it would have stuck out like a sore thumb. So you know? there is a one scene though that reveals a little bit of uh, Michael's character. You mentioned babies earlier. He yeah. passes up that baby. What's the deal with that? It's defenseless. So? Yeah, I think part of it is he... Too like, easy. Aren't those other... I think part of Michael's thing is he likes... The chase? Inflicting terror. Yeah, the chase, but also like he likes people them to see being him scared. First. A baby is not going to react to him. I mean, maybe it'll cry, but that's different than like terror. It would cry know? if you walked in its room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Which, what does that say about Tom? <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> oh, speaking of creep, this is totally off topic, but great. Uh, Chelsea told me that you need to do the slow wink for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I love the slow wink. It's my, it's my party trick. Doesn't really play for audio, but no, that's okay. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, do a slow wink. Anything else you guys in spoiler? I think I think that was mostly covered up. You think this will uh, reign supreme on your list? I doubt it. It's been a pretty weak, pretty weak year. There have been a movie movies that I've loved, but no like all timers. Even this movie's not like you know. I don't think it's gonna hold up. I don't know. We only got like two months left, Matt. But we still got we still have the favorite coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Suspiria has potential. Destroyer. Do you throw this one? Destroyer looks dope. Huge. Boy Boy erased. erased. Yep. Beautiful boy. Yeah. Uh, Beale. Mostly just for Tisha Street. If Beale Street could talk. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Widows looks cool. I don't know if it's like best of the year, uh, you know, candidate, but we'll see. No. Widows. You don't think it looks good? The one where they don't think they have the balls to pull it off. Yeah. Yep. No, it doesn't. Look good. Steve McQueen, dude. Dude, it doesn't matter. You got to trust in Steve McQueen. <laughs> All you got to do is trust. <laughs> um, well, if you, when you put it like that. Okay. Anything else on Halloween? Mm, well, not necessarily. But do you, will any movies that you've seen prior to this jump above Halloween? You think you'll have a change of heart? I don't know. Maybe pretty solid. There's some stuff like uh, First Reform. Maybe if I rewatched it could uh annihilation i don't know if i could see it going up if anything it could probably go down on rewatch come on you're making your list it's january 15th yeah halloween would be number one as of right now (laughs) yeah i think you're crazy we'll see what happens i thought you were trolling me on on my birthday when yeah i know i had to say like no i'm not (laughs) kidding like it took like two minutes for you to be like well really (laughs) you're fucking with me (laughs) <laughs> okay anything else from you tom no i'm good all right let's move on to the second review of the show we're going to be talking mid 90s we have another clip here we go y'all trying to go skate let's go i'm down what about you little man how long have you been friends with those guys a couple months they're really cool this is awesome I've never been in a car without someone's mom or dad before. You think you're pretty cool. <laughs> you're just a little kid. Oh my god, I did it! I did it! Yeah! Alright, mid-90s. Written and directed by Jonah Hill. Plot synopsis reads... Oh, wait. Plot synopsis. This is a terrible plot synopsis. Follows Stevie, a 13-year-old in 90s-era L.A. who spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a Motor Avenue skate shop. Stars Sonny Soljik, something like that, Catherine Watterson, Lucas Hedges. How did you guys like mid-90s? Want to go first, Travis? Sure. Um... I liked it a lot. Oh, wait. I was supposed to go first. Right. Well, I already spoiled it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Uh, it was 
definitely funnier than I expected. Had some big laughs. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a straight comedy, but it's probably one of the funniest movies of the year. Not a lot of competition, though. No, not really. Um, I thought all the performances were good, especially most of them were, yeah, most of the actors in it being non-actors. Mm-hmm. Um, love the skateboarding stuff. Um, skateboarding stuff in movies is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like the relationships between most of the characters. I feel like I could have maybe got a little more bet- between like the brothers. Give me more Lucas Hedges. Yeah. That's what I said after the movie. But I think it's just because I love Lucas Hedges and I just want more of him in general. <clears throat> right. I want him in every movie. Well, I want him to be a main character. I didn't really make this connection of why I liked his character so much until I listened to an interview with Jonah Hill and he basically like spelled out why he's so great in it mm. is because like he's not that typical bully like douchebag brother like no, you feel like, for him confused and he's got yeah he's got like complexity to him oh yeah totally. he's not like the stereotype jonah hill uses like um bill paxton in weird science chet as an example of like the, the most over-the-top bully brother you could have mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i thought he was a good choice for it because n- normally you wouldn't expect him as an actor to play a bully because he is kind of like you know like kind of soft or like quiet yeah i thought he was such a good character i was really really interested in him his like immaculate room you know with everything perfectly laid out he he seemed like a guy who like had had plans for himself big plans for himself and was just really frustrated with where he was yeah and Um, their conversation that they have when they're playing video games together was pretty great. Yeah, lots of good moments. This movie, uh, for me, was a lot like watching The Florida Project. It has a very distinct look and feel, kind of an unresolved ending, where it's just like these situations never end cleanly, you know? It's like reality a little bit. Um, I really like the ending, though. Like the final shot. Yeah, I like the ending, too. Um, it felt a little bit abrupt, but not out of place. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, uh, Florida Project is a really good comparison because they're, both those movies are more about just tone and they have a really strong sense of of place. You know what I mean? I mean, Florida being, you know, near Disney World or the Florida Project taking place near Disney World. This taking place in LA. I thought... I was a little worried that the movie was going to try and like force nostalgia too much because you know in the trailer there's like he's wearing the Street Fighter shirt and he's looking at the records and but it just felt organic you know that yeah, was, it was just pretty authentic the really did nail the '90s feel though really, oh yeah really yeah. well yeah and I don't know if you two were ever really into skateboarding but this movie also just nails skateboarding skate culture. The skateboarding scenes are really good too. Like the way everything is filmed is awesome. And also just uh, the mentality of like the group dynamic when it comes to kids like that, because they're always trying to kind of one up each other and you're <clears throat> skateboard. Like people will say different things about why they get into skateboarding, but it is cool as shit. So this movie kind of deals with him wanting to get into skateboarding because he thought it was cool 
but also being super concerned. I mean, not super concerned, but he's aware of trying to not seem uncool, you know? Like, he says, uh, thank you, and that one character was like, don't say that, like, that's gay, or something right. like that, you know? And then he's very concerned about how he's perceived within the group and the culture, which is accurate, but there's not too much judgment thrown around. Like, a lot of it is just kind of self-imposed uh worry when it comes to just not being cool enough i guess which there's another character ray who kind of goes out of his way to make the main character you know not try and say or do things that he doesn't want to do just to seem tough or cool or whatever i thought that was an interesting yeah. dynamic i did think it was pretty universal though like i didn't necessarily grow up skateboarding i definitely tried it but i'm one of those people who likes their two feet on the floor i was kind of a wuss when it came to skateboarding <laughs> dude I took like one step on a skateboard and was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I played Tony Hawk and I watched a ton of skate videos. Like X Games was one of my favorite things to watch growing up. So like, I feel like I got a good sense of skateboarding. But like, like this, so this w- isn't necessarily like my childhood, but I could definitely relate to a lot of stuff in the movie. Yeah, for totally. sure. Um, I r- really liked the movie, but it didn't really there wasn't i just wanted more there wasn't enough there for me to really like put it up against like some of the best films of the year just because it's kind of lacking in character which i think was intentional you know there's not a lot of uh beginning to end character progression there's really not a lot of story threads most of it is just kind of getting a sense of living in the mid 90s being in skate culture and you kind of get some of it with his home life uh there were some details that i feel like they were making an effort but were kind of distracting so like i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that when uh when the main kid uh feels like he's done something wrong he like self-harms so there's a scene that's very jarring where he like grabs his mom's brush and he's just like going to town on his leg and it's not until later that you kind of realize like what that was you know because it's just so bizarre which I kind of like because it, it kind of came out of nowhere and it, it, it really caught me off guard, which uh, served its purpose in that way. But it, it just kind of felt like it was tr- striving for character, but just throwing in like a small detail and not elaborating on it. Just Yeah, it works like and it, it doesn't. It work. gave you a lot of like nuggets, but you had to kind of fill in the pieces. Yeah, because there's stuff with the brother that's like not really explained, but you can kind of put everything together with the few moments you get with him. I think that was supposed to be intentional in the sense that we all lived through the 90s and people who are Jonah Hill's age or a little bit older, or a little bit younger will be able to relate in a sense where they can kind of put themselves in, you know, the shoes of these characters and relate their own experiences. And, you know, there's even a scene where you hear some of the stuff that the other characters went through. So I, I wonder if maybe that was intentional to not give too much of a beginning, middle, and end to these characters so that you can kind of fill in the blanks yourself. Yeah, and you can. And I do think there are universal elements of the movie, but it's very, very specific with the people. Like, this isn't just about the mid-90s. It's about a very specific subculture within it. You know, there are universal themes, but, like, if you 
it helps to have at least a little bit of knowledge of like skateboarding and skate culture. I don't know. Uh, did you guys will see it with your significant others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we, did we they all saw it enjoy? Together, oh well, yeah, we, we saw it with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did, did did Sarah enjoy it, Tom? Like, was yeah, she, she did. The... She was sad though. Yeah, the movie made her sad. I think the language was hard a little bit. Yeah, just because it makes you think back to like i'm kind of glad they leaned into it though because i am too because that's how i talked when i was right when i was in high school (laughs) oh totally you know yeah like in 2007 yeah uh so i'm glad that that was in there because it made it feel authentic right but i don't know it it does have sort of a kind of like a regretful tone or nostalgia but not like a not a shiny perfect perfect um not h- how you normally memory. like deal with nostalgia exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um like remember the 90s and how they were still kind of shitty <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah but it's also a movie about growing up like he goes to his first party you know like there's there's those types of milestones and those experiences that he has which i think that's where like the the universal aspect of, of his okay, experience so comes the, from when the party scene is nearing an end and there's a line did your theater get a huge laugh um in reference to his experience at the party i think we need to wait for spoilers okay. for the specific line but i kind of want to talk about that scene just in general yeah the party scene spoilers. yeah it, that was hard for me to relate to for for two reasons i thought it was a really good scene but that like that's part of the reason why i think the movie gets a little bit too specific with that kind of stuff. Like it kind of has the opposite effect. Cause how old is that kid supposed to be like 13? He is 13 now. So he's probably 12 when he filmed 12 years old. Uh, Wait, I, do you mean the character in the film? How old is he or how yes, old is the actor? I think he's supposed, no, how old to, is be he supposed to be like a, a small 12 year old. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably. Young. But I mean like even small for his grade, probably. Yeah, I think he might be in like junior high, but he's just small for his age. Yeah. It's not what's junior high? Seventh grade? Seven to nine. Well that was that I was think my he's supposed to be high. like sixth grade. I feel like he's gotta be a little bit older than that. But why do you think that? I think he was like twelve years old, dude. I don't know. I just feel like he's Cause, cause the crowd he's hanging out with is a little bit older, it seems. Oh yeah, they're yeah, much older. They're all but maybe a it's age. yeah, he's but just the youngest one of the group. Sarah was saying Last year when she taught seventh graders, she's like, no, seventh graders are older than that kid. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like sixth to eighth grade. Yeah. Would be the, the range. But anyway, what kind of what I was getting at is I'm speaking from my own experience, but I did not get into drugs or alcohol until much later in life. Yeah. Uh, so one, him being so young and uh, not being able to relate to it. uh it didn't i wouldn't say it took me out of the movie by any means it was just it i wasn't able to relate to it because of you know i was trying to make a point you're supposed to be like wow this kid is really young to be getting into this kind of stuff but i don't know no one says anything to him about being young other he has a conversation with a girl and he's like oh you're you're not a dick like the other guys yet because you're still young but like no one at any point no one at any point was like so we're really gonna let this like 12 year old kid like hang out and smoke weed and like do pills and drink with us like 
nobody is going to say anything. Like, I thought that was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've been in a situation, especially that age, like, you don't want to hang out with, like, little kids. I feel like it's the like, age gap is close enough, though, where it's not a huge deal. Like, if, if they were, like, 18 hanging out with a 12-year-old, it'd be weird. But if they're, like, They are. 14, they were s- fuck shit in Ray or 17. That's true. I really don't think they were trying to, like, portray him as older than 12. Yeah, or I don't 13. think so. Yeah. But I still, I don't think that that's a big enough age gap to where it would, like, those kids would be, would have, like, the wherewithal to be, like, these, this kid shouldn't be doing this. And they kind of protect him in a way, just maybe not as much as they should. I just, there was no resistance. Like, I don't know, when I was that age, I would scoff at the idea of hanging out with a 12-year-old. Yeah, I would have told that kid to go home. <laughs> like, when I very first met him, you know. Yeah, you would have made, like, go home to your mommy, you know, like, those kind of, like, condescending jokes. Yeah, that's jokes, true. You know? there's, there's really none of that. But he kind of wins them over. I, they make, like, he does, reasons yeah. or excuses, I guess, for him to be part of the group. Yeah, I don't really doubt uh, where the movie ends up going. Like, I buy that they're friends, this, this close-knit group. I just, I don't know. Yeah. They, hey. it, it happened a little too Some easily. people get pregnant at, like, 14, and that blows my mind, but that's not me. And I'm not judging by saying that. I'm just saying that. I, you can't always relate to everyone's story. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, sure. Ah, um, <laughs> I think it's a swig of beer there. Um, performances are really good. I thought the Sunny Kid, he was great. Um, yeah, I like the actor who played Wait, Ray a lot. Sunny? Sunny, is that the name of the main character? As of the actor. Oh, was the uh, mom in Alien Covenant? Yes. Okay. Oh, she's also in uh, Inherent Vice, and she is. Uh, she's in a TV show. Where right? to find Fantastic Beasts or whatever the fuck? Oh, is she in a TV <laughs> show or no? <laughs> uh, Catherine Watterson? Yeah, I don't think so. I thought that's where she got big, but I could be wrong. Maybe. And then she you looks guys like she would play a cop. You guys already talked about uh, Lucas Hedges a little bit, but yeah, he was good too. He's just the best. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I quite bought him in that role. I did. Oh, well, we were talking I just how to give him a hug. I like what he ultimately <laughs> ended up becoming, but he was a, a real dick. Like he was, but he wasn't like the stereotypical bully brother. You know what I mean? There's more to him than just like the one angle. Ultimately, yeah, he was but... complex. Yeah, like it's not like I. I was talking to Tom about this when you were in the bathroom, but Jonah Hill, like in the interview on one of the podcasts I was listening to was saying that he wanted to make him like more complex or relatable than like Chet from weird science. Who's just like, you know, the worst example of like a bully big brother, like just way over the top. And like, that's the only part of his character is he's a dick, you know, he's definitely has some shit he's dealing with too. Yeah. I just, I don't know. We don't get any of it. Yeah. We don't, we don't get much. And that's, I feel like that's part of the problem that I had as well is like, I feel like the movie did cut corners a little bit and maybe that's just the intention and you're supposed to fill in the blanks, but I feel like it could have been a little longer and flush some things out more. Yeah, that's totally fair. I just, I don't know. I wish, especially with the way the mother is portrayed, like two like really rebellious kids. Like, yeah, she's a single mom. I get it. But she's portrayed as like a. A, a, a good a very good if not a little strict mother you know to produce like 
I mean, you have an older brother. Like, could you relate to him just fucking... Like, he beats the shit out of his older oh, brother. Dude. Did Tyler ever beat the shit Tyler out of you? Tyler and I used to get in some scuffles. Yeah? <laughs> and we'd have to, like, bribe each other to, like, not tell on one another. Like, we'd have each other's back, but things would get out of hand sometimes. They were only, what, two years apart, though? <laughs> yeah. These kids are, what, five years, six years? Because his 18th birthday happens in the movie. Probably, yeah. Six years. I don't have an older brother. I have a little sister. So maybe I just, again, it's... Like, yeah, but he fucking wails on him. Yeah. Like, but again, I, he's like dealing with break his face. some shit. Yeah. Not excusing him beating up his brother, but... And are, I, you, are you just saying with the mom, like, she seemed like she had her shit together a little bit too much to allow that to happen? Yeah, I wish it just would have been something. Like, she's a single mom, so she's working a lot. We get yeah, that. Yeah, it seemed like she was just kind either of not in the picture... Reign like naive because she's, she's not in there, there enough like she even comments like we used to talk all the time what happened like i don't know i just i i wish she would have been like i feel like that's just like a commentary on parenting that line specifically like you kind of you don't have well at least me like i don't have the same relationship as i do with my parents as i used to because you kind of just like grow up or grow apart a bit and the relationship's not the same yeah no yeah only child. Don't know. <laughs> well, you have a relationship with your parents. It's probably changed since you were like 12 or 13, right? No. Yes. You has. probably talk to him way less <laughs> frequently than you used to. Yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons, you live in a different state and you're an adult now and have a lot more on your plate, but mm-hmm. yeah. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I was a little disappointed with the, the soundtrack. What? I thought it was good. It was f- f- good, but I don't know. There were going to be some more bangers in there. Corn. There was really nothing. There's <laughs> <laughs> some fucking corn in there, some blur. Instead of just Kanye. Instead of just Kanye? Yeah. What are you talking about? Isn't that Kanye that plays in that? Is it just the trailer that there's has no, Kanye? Yeah, there's no Kanye in the movie. Oh, no. There, no, you're right. There's like a. It's like a sound clip from, I think, the, is it New Slaves? Is that what the song's called? Maybe, yeah. I don't think that's the one. There's like a, a clip when he when he does the jump. Is that what you're talking about or no? I'm talking about in the trailer, it shows him when he's skating down that that long, you know, when they go in the middle of the street. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is that is that Kanye? I don't know if they I did, did it I in never... the film and the trailer or just the trailer. I did like that shot a lot, though. Yeah, they did it twice, but mm-hmm. it was cool. How the camera was zooming in slowly as they were coming towards it with all the traffic. Yeah, it went on a little long the first time, but yeah, I don't know. That was the the old you know first timer Jonah Hill, right? Like, you That's know, his artistic stroking his dong a little <laughs> bit, one too many strokes. You know, like, we get it. But. <laughs> hey, pretty impressive debut though. It was. Oh, yeah, totally. It was. But, I mean, he's also been in the movie industry for a long time, you know? It's not yeah. as impressive as, like, a breaking oh. through into the film industry. Like, he's worked with Martin Scorsese. Right. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, you know. Bennett like, Miller. So, he very not to downplay, look, who's been in the industry for, but still, like, it's not. I mean, I wasn't same. expecting this from him. It, I didn't even know he had an interest in directing his own yeah. films, you know? Let alone something like this. It sounds like he's always... He's the end goal's always been to be a filmmaker, but he just kind of got his break acting and has been doing that ever since. Shut up, town man. Hmm. Well, should we do a uh, star? Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I enjoyed it a lot, but 
Yeah. It's not one of my it, like I think I put it on my uh ranking of the year, right? I think it's like 10 or 11 right now or something. It's not going to make the cut by the end of the year, but I think it's just those movies that go for feel above all else but don't really have the story arc or the deep character involvement involvement um or like just nail the genre so well i just have a hard time like putting them at the top right well and it is a small story in which i feel like sometimes that's the intention is to tell a small story but because of that it's not going to have as much impact as something else that's doing something you know way more grand yeah because i saw another movie that i'll talk about later that i felt similarly about Mm. they nail that feeling they do star ratings Four and a half. Four? Four and a half. Hell yeah. Did you guys want to do... Did, was there any more? Did you guys want to do spoilers on this one? or? Um, I thought we were going to talk about something. Oh, oh the line. The party yeah, was the line? The one where he says something like, "Yeah, she put two of my fingers in her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my theater had like five people in it. Oh, so. That was definitely the... the most uproarious moment it would have been in my row too except i was with sarah and um her friend emma our friend Uh, emma and they were both i think they were both like what the fuck is with that sex scene like why did we just watch like an 11 year old make out (laughs) Uh, we could talk about the sex scene a bit because i thought it was well done i thought it was too but it was it was awkward but i think that was the point was like it was supposed to feel awkward and he was like felt awkward and scared in that moment because he's way too young to be doing what he's doing in the scene yeah i don't think it went too far it was just like i mean that kids that age have sex like yeah Yeah. it's you know but just the moment after like i just feel like they nailed it like going back to your buds Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) instantly having the moment the talk you know i'm a gentleman i don't kiss and tell (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't talk about the guys who were sitting in front of us at our theater. Oh, God, theater. those guys were... At first, I I kind of appreciated them because they were, like, adding some energy to the theater. But then after a while, I was like, your shtick is getting way too fucking old. You need to cool it. When that scene happened and he, like, made moves on the girl, they were like, oh, they, like, gave each other high fives. <laughs> like, literally turned to each other and gave each other high fives during That's... when he One of the guys up with was the so animated, Bullshit. like... He was on his phone constantly. Yeah. But like every moment he was like, dude, that was us. Or like, yeah. that's me, man. Like he, he was just having way too much fun with it. One of the guys took a hit from his fucking vape oh, pen was... in the theater. Oh it's like the cloud of smoke just like rising up. It's like, dude, at least go to the back or something. Like, he thought he was so inconspicuous too. You should have like, they should give you little touch pads where you can like, press the seats that you want ejected it's like yeah, them. yeah and somebody <laughs> just comes in and they're like well i don't know somebody lit up c3 c4 and c5 so let's go see what's going on there <laughs> oh yep it's a bunch of douchebags let's get these guys out of here yeah they were the worst it, it didn't like ruin it for me or anything but they were driving yeah. me nuts one I, I was in the direct line of his cell phone so that was kind of annoying oh i can see it too were they both oh. on their cell phones because yeah. i was in direct line right the guy in front of you was on a cell phone. In the white hoodie? A ton, yeah. So was his buddy. Oh, they were both. I didn't see. I couldn't see the guy in the white hoodie. Oh. So they were both just on their phones the whole five people yeah. so much. That was me. Don't, they were that having, was they were having a great time, though. They had at least two drinks each. Like, 
they were they, weed. they were loving it. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad they enjoyed it, but they did take away from my experience a little bit. I don't understand why those guys don't just wait till the movie comes out. I know, right? Perfect couch movie for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was even opening night too. That was Thursday night. Yeah, they were excited. They're just Fun huge Jonah Hill fans. No, probably skate fans. Skate fans. So Lords of Dogtown was the last movie they liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's gonna do it for mid nineties. Let's uh, move right into what else we've been watching. Uh, Tom and I don't have much, Travis. So I got nothing. Where's my cell phone? Uh, your butt. I'm lost without it. Usually, even in the bathroom or kitchen or. I'll find it. You have any of your uh, your spank spot? When you were doing that when we walked up? <laughs> uh, well, I guess. We could talk about Big Mouth while he's doing that. <laughs> There's nothing I'd <laughs> Speaking rather talk about. Speaking of waking it. Uh, so we both now finished season two of Big Mouth, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just as good, if not better, than the first season, I would say. Yeah. Uh, maybe better. It's one of the, just one of the funniest shows. Like, I don't know if, like, I haven't laughed super hard at anything, but it's probably the most consistent laughs that I've gotten from a show in a while. It just uh, just tickles me the whole way through. I love all the characters. And they they have these weird moments where they surprise me. Oh, yeah. For sure. Andrew, in particular, always surprises me. Where he'll just, like, kind of do his... You know when he does, like, his little sassy sassy voice where he calls somebody honey or something? Yes. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> and it just comes right out of left field. But it also really suits him. It totally makes sense. I don't know. The uh, characters are great. Who's your favorite character? Andrew. Yeah? I love Andrew. Well, I mean, Maury, obviously. Uh, I like... What's her name? Not the other one. Uh, Jessie? Jessie's Hormone Monster. Oh, you like her? Yeah. H. Monstrous? Well, that's that's her name on like the placard. She yeah. has a name. Yeah, she does a camera. Dude, Maya Rudolph is Connie? just the best. Connie, that's what it is. Just yeah. the way she delivers lines. Bubble bye. Bubble bye. I think she's up. okay. I mean, I think her delivery is great. I yeah. just I get a little old. She's a little bit too one note for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of one note, you don't like uh, Coach Steve very much, right? No, Coach Steve's annoying. I, I he grew on me in season one, but then right back into the barrel on season two. <laughs> so good. Uh, the annoying hormone monster is annoying. Jay is hilarious. Yeah, Jay is one. Of Jay, my Andrew, and Maury. Dude, his dog featuring Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the He's best. He's got a dog named. It's a pit, it's bull. A pit bull named what? featuring Ludacris. <laughs> so fucking funny i think actually my favorite moments are with that dog because there's like a running gag where the dog like starts barking and then it turns into a word yeah like like lonely like it turns into lonely or something like Like, you know something like that and oh yeah we don't need to keep pointing out like specific like moments but i love i love that show i was a huge fan of it you don't watch this, Travis? What, what's, what's I think I've up? already said... You started what's here, the right? piece. I've watched the, the first Doesn't matter. half of season one. That's not enough. And it was it was solid. I was enjoying it, but I wasn't, like, hooked, you know? Oh, the music is also killer. The original songs that they write are mm. so funny. Mm-hmm. But I will watch it again. 
I'll probably just start it over from the start. Yeah, they're it's ten episodes. Yeah, short episodes. It's easy watch. I got too much other TV I'm watching, and I don't watch a lot, so like my TV plate's already full enough. I got Curb Your Enthusiasm. I got True Blood. Oh, See, um, okay, what? Yeah, I like to watch old shows, the ones that people don't talk about anymore. Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> You start something like Curb Your Enthusiasm, and you are just, like, shackled for months. I don't even no. care, though, because I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> They're also 30-minute episodes, and each season is only 10 episodes. Yeah. So it's been on for nine seasons, but it's really only I'm nine already, episodes. Yeah, I've already, I think I've finished season five now, and I don't watch it that regularly, and I'm already on season six. Yeah, that show goes pretty quick. I mean, yeah. I see what you're saying, Tom, but... True Blood is what seven seasons, hour long episodes. Yeah, like, how and many it's episodes? Been losing steam ever since season three. Um, why did you start watching that show? You know why? <laughs> <laughs> you like vampires? I like Anna Paquin. <laughs> mm. No, that's not the only reason, but it's a good show. I it's just, just assume that Chelsea likes it. No, I watch it by myself. <laughs> oh my! Even worse. What? You watch True Blood by yourself? Yeah. It's, uh, no, I thought season one and two were really good. Season one, especially. I thought the way they build the world is awesome. Yeah, but you know that show has a reputation for just turning to absolute that's shit. Most TV Did the guy who prioritizes his time so much. That's, that's what happens. Did TV it start game. out good and then get bad? I think that's yeah. also debatable. That's part of the reason why I haven't watched it. Some people really like it, but some people also just think it's always been a bad show. So that's that's um, enough to no keep me way. away from it. At least season one is, I think, is a really good. My roommate season. watched it, and I caught like five minutes of an episode one time, and vowed to never watch it. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, well, you should go, Travis. We don't have too much. To I talk got a about, lot so. of uh, new releases. I'll uh, bang them out here real quick. So I saw the Sisters Brothers. Oh, yeah. Very solid. The uh, two leads are great in it. Um, it's about what you would expect, though. Like, it looks good. I didn't really know what to expect from it. No. Like, it's it's funny, but not hilarious. Like, it you know, has its moments. It's a pretty solid Western. Performances are great. Um, yeah, the way it looks, it's well shot. Good cinematography. But... I don't feel like it was like amazing. Yeah, for some, I feel like I should want to watch this movie more than I do. You mainly want to watch it for the two leads, yeah, right? That's basically the whole reason I want yeah. to watch it. <laughs> but if it was Jack Black and uh, what's his face, dude? How have Jack Black and John C. Ryan yeah. not done a movie together? <laughs> if know, they right? were, if they were the sisters brothers, I would have seen this but, opening night. But Joaquin is great in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he I is. I love Joaquin, but. I see what you mean. That would have been a more like traditional comedy, like, though. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Be like a Will Ferrell joint, but just Jack Black instead. Uh, I saw Free Solo, the uh, documentary about the uh, free solo climbing guy. What's his name? Solo. Alex Honnold. <laughs> no? I have no idea what that's you're talking sorry. about. I'm I knew nothing about, about solo. free solo climbing. Didn't even know people did it. It's fucking really? insane. It's just climbing without any like protect like gear, right? No, right, like, but nothing. like just free climbing. But yeah. like you seen that video? Huge fucking mountains. Yeah, you seen that video of the guy who does like I don't know. It's really old. It's not very good quality. It's on 
YouTube. I don't even know how to look he, it They up. probably feature him in this documentary. Those guys are fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And What's they the death rate? Like 10%? 15%? I don't know. But he's... Yeah, the, the guy himself is actually kind of fascinating. I feel like at times it's like they're trying to just like pad the runtime with giving more backstory or his personal life and stuff. But he like has this like different look on life where he loves this so much that he's basically okay with dying because of it. Cause like nothing else can be really replace the like feeling or joy he, he gets from doing from climbing, this, yeah. which is, you know, kind of ridiculous, but it's ridiculous. That's kind of how people are with their passions to an extent. <laughs> so ridiculous but yeah like the the footage that they get is incredible and just like what he does is mind-blowing like it's pretty intense at times but to just not have any like any safety <laughs> like yeah. you mess up one time and then you never get to experience your passion ever again because yeah, you're fucking it. dead but you're supposed to do it enough to where you're so comfortable that it's just like routine you're just going through the motions you do it the safe way like a hundred times and you do it once free right but there's still always that chance and there's like certain parts of the rocks that are more dangerous than others so he's like if i get past this then i'm good and you know like they show him do like the tough things multiple times and fail part of the time to like build suspense and stuff but i don't know i thought the documentary is really well done and the yeah everything about it is fascinating it was like a fucking pack theater. I was going to really? go see something else and I was going to buy a ticket for this and then just sneak into the other movie. But then I'm pretty sure the movie I was going to go see was like they pulled it and just played another showing of free solo. Cause there was, so I went to go see the old man and the gun at Regal Meridian and I didn't see it when I was going to buy a ticket. So I just bought one for free solo. I was like, oh, I'll just sneak into old man, and the gun. And then I didn't see showtimes that were so close together for free solo, but there was showtimes that were a half hour apart. And then I didn't see Old Man the Gun anywhere. Like I went through both floors and looked for old, the Old Man the Gun, didn't find it. I was like, I guess I'm watching free solo. <laughs> but like the seats were so full that I thought <clears throat> the taken seats were the available seats. So I like went to go click one. I was like, oh, gray is not the color that's available so there was like i think the front row was free and then like maybe one or two seats in the second row and then like one seat in the third row on the end and that's the one i got but the rest of the theater was sold out like really yeah it was crazy it's a popular movie i the lady at the concession stand was saying it's because it's national geographic and they're like the big dogs when it comes to documentaries but like people want to see this (laughs) he's on uh Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh. This guy. Like recently? Yeah. Probably promoting his new movie and just talking about it. How long did it take well, him to do El Capitan? Movie, but... Because they usually camp overnight. Is that the big one? That's in Yosemite, yeah. No, I think he also broke like the record. Like not only did he do it without any gear, but I think he also did it faster than anybody ever. Well he must have. I mean, I'm sure it takes probably like ten times as long to do it with safety equipment because you gotta place everything right. and Yeah, I don't want to spoil the documentary, but um he does accomplish some pretty crazy stuff. Dude, does he sleep on Yosemite? No, I think he does he did it in like four hours, I think. Yeah, it's not like an overnight thing where you like stop halfway through and camp out halfway up the but rock. But that's and then... how you normally do it. 
Well, not this guy. He's a freak. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that might not be true. Don't quote me. But <laughs> they, I'm they pretty sure stay... I've seen people sleeping in their little, you know, hanging. Like crevices thing, like... or whatever. No, you just like anchor your little sack in the next to the wall and what? you just zip hang yourself up and you just hang there and fucking fall asleep. Oh my god! I know those people are crazy. Well, he he encounters a, a like a couple hanging out up in like the middle of the rock at one point, but it almost seems like they're just either like camping or doing rock climbing the traditional way, and he just like stumbles upon them. But he he sleeps down at the bottom, like in his RV trailer or whatever. Dude, those people are so crazy they're crazy i remember uh google maps did a big thing for yosemite when some people like a group was climbing it i don't know if they were doing like a particular route or something that was notable but google maps followed it and they were promoting their whole satellite imagery so you could see what they were doing and stuff it was pretty cool yeah but yeah some of the footage they get of him climbing is pretty awesome and they like they go into the details about the film crew that he has and like how they don't want to get in his way at all and like get in his head that it's being filmed. Cause that's like part of it too is like now that you know it's being filmed and people are watching, that might affect how you like perform. Can you imagine if you're filming the dude and then he just. Well, I, dies. yeah. Plummets that's to his part guy. of it is like they have to deal with that and so does he. Cause like all of his friends were watching him and like he could traumatize them for life with like one step. But it's good. I would. Definitely recommend checking out in the theater if you can. Because how old's this guy? He's probably like a few older, a few years older than me. I don't know. Not that it really matters. Does it say? Yeah, he's probably. I just feel like you got to call it quits (laughs) at some point, because otherwise you're just testing fate. Yeah, I'll never understand that type of like extreme thrill seeking. I'm just like me neither. All it takes is like one loose rock or one, you know, and then you're fucking dead. Like I love doing it. lots of things that don't kill me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like sitting around watching TV. And <laughs> awesome. I'm dead. Uh I saw Monsters and Men, the uh cop drama. Other cop drama. This one is the worst of the bunch. Not that it was bad, it was competently made, but it was not very interesting and it focuses on three stories and I feel like they didn't really conclude too much. It just felt like three separate stories that are like somewhat interlinked, but it was pretty boring for the most part. Is this the one with Denzel's son or Ice yep. Cube's son? Dude, he's like the go-to cop. It's insane. He's in this, he's in Black Klansman, and he's also in something else recently that is a cop was he in triple nine? Oh, he's a cop in the old man and the gun as well oh is he yeah so he plays three cops this year that's Shit. insane <laughs> loves playing cops i guess uh i also watched gemini the movie that came out earlier this year it's on hulu yeah starring uh zoe kravitz and uh laura kirk and john cho uh i like the look of it the score was pretty cool I like the the mood of it, but it was kind of unsatisfying. Like the story doesn't really go to that interesting of places. What type of movie is it? Kind of predictable too. It's like a noir, like set in you know today, and it's about like this um, movie star who like gets murdered at her own house, and then like they think her friend did it, but then like there's this whole investigation. So it's the nice guys. 
Sure. I also watched RBG, the documentary. Ginsburg. Yep. The documentary about her. Uh, Pretty uh, insightful Mm. documentary. Mm -hmm. Got to learn a lot about her, but it's a pretty standard, like, biopic type documentary. Well, the actual biopic has come in, what, like a month or two? Oh, I didn't even know that. Who's yeah. playing? Felicity uh, Jones. Yeah, that's her name, right? The one from Theory of Everything, and I think that's her name. Felicity Jones. Yeah, she's playing uh, RBG. Like a a young one, or are they gonna yeah. put her in young rope young, too? Young. Oh, one. okay. Like her coming up as a lawyer. Oh, okay. That might be interesting. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. I think I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it called like? Darth Bader or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Ginsburg or N- oh notorious. no the the uh, the something of sex the on on the basis of Sultan? sex is what it's called. Mm. That's the name of the movie. Sultan is that you said? But yeah, if you don't know much about her and you're interested in how she came to be, I'd recommend checking it out. If not, then well, if there's sex it. in it, then sure. No, not in the documentary. Oh. Just wait for the movie. Um. Saw a lot of stuff that's come out this year. I saw Slice, that uh, Chance the Rapper movie. The pizza horror movie? Zazie Beats. Is that how you pronounce it? What? Zaza Beats, the girl from Deadpool. No, oh, I don't know. Oh. Zulu. You know what I'm talking about? Chachi. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I think she's in like... Jabi. She plays like Luck. She's or... in Easy, too, I think. She's like Dave Franco's girlfriend in it easy i don't know what that is is the she show in that Joe atlanta did on netflix oh i didn't watch it oh come on dude that's like credit reality i think she, she might was. be in atlanta <laughs> what yeah no she I plays the lucky in, girl yeah i think she's yeah in yeah atlanta Deadpool too. Too, yeah no i think she's in atlanta too though yeah yeah but uh not very good not very scary not very funny it just felt like a like an opportunity to do something cool with the genre and it just doesn't is that an a24 joint Mm-hmm. yeah but it went straight to dvd like straight to vod right yeah and then within like a month of it being on vod it went to amazon prime oh it's on amazon prime now mm-hmm. is that how you watched it yeah okay not not worth the watch though uh i didn't really like it that much it felt pretty forgettable immediately i didn't hear a good thing yeah oh real quick speaking of a24 how dope was it at the beginning of mid 90s when the skateboards were in the show <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched Never Going Back. Remember that movie we saw the trailer for? That looks like uh, Spring Breakers, kind of. Oh, those two with the two those yeah, two girls. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on Amazon Prime now too. Nice, oh. but it's it's pretty run of the mill. I feel like I've seen this movie before, and the performances aren't that great either. I feel like they're spotty at times. They had like that pull quote in the trailer. It was like. Their performances are revelatory, or whatever the fuck I it was. I don't like. think so. <laughs> Fun fact, though, I didn't know this, but uh, the woman who directed this is married to David Lowry, director of The Old Man and the Gun, mm-hmm. and A Ghost Story, and Pete's Dragon, and Ain't Them Body Saints. Yeah, thanks for running through this whole uh, <laughs> filmography for us. A perfect segue to The Old Man and the Gun. I'm oh, still I'll wanting to see it. it. I saw it. Starring. Robert Rob Red, yeah, he's amazing in it. Super charming. So is Sissy Spacek. They are like the the main highlight. But I love the look of it. Um, I love the music that's in it. There's some pretty inventive scenes. Like there's this montage that shows him breaking out of prison multiple times. It's really cool. And then a couple of the high sequences are 
pretty cool too, especially like they're all pretty low stakes, but they're still intense just because of the way they're shot. Um, How old is he? Really old. It's in the seventies. The Mule. That's another one of the movies that's oh, coming out this oh year. Oh god, I've already seen that trailer too many times. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'll probably see it, but I'm worried about that one. I feel like the scene at the beginning of the trailer is near the end of the movie. Does it feel that way to you as well? The one, the pecan yeah. truck thing, probably. I don't know. I, yeah, we don't know for sure, but you could it be feels right that way. Um, I liked it a lot, but kind of like mid nineties. It's it's a really small story, and it's just like something to experience. You know, it's not like this huge grand story or like there's not a ton of meaning behind it well i feel like if anything he was going for like it's what it's like to be like an artist but this character is a con artist and like he will basically sacrifice whatever to do what he wants to do and he loves robbing banks it's good like a solo free solo climber yeah (laughs) kind of like that uh i saw bad times at the ale royale I still want to catch up with that one, too. Pretty disappointing. Oh, shit, really? But I think you might like it a lot. Yeah? I could see you going either way, but it's got some stuff that I think you would be into. I'm still hyped on it. What about me? Um, It would be hard to peg you. Mm. But I just found it kind of boring. Like, And there was like one too many characters and i couldn't really like you love tarantino though everyone's care everyone's uh, i don't get the tarantino, tarantino comparisons other than maybe the way it looks or like some of the vibe it has but like the writing or like the story or like even just like the beats like it doesn't feel like a tarantino movie at all I don't know, maybe i'm wrong but whenever i watch a tarantino movie it feels special and like unique this one didn't really feel that way huh. Yeah, I was kind of bummed because I was super hyped on that. The trailer looked really good. If it's still playing, I might try and catch it. I don't know when I'll have time this week, but if it sticks around another week, maybe. Yeah, performances were good for the most part, but I don't know. It just didn't really stick with me. Yeah. I watched... Do you want me to keep going? I got only like a couple more if you guys want to. Uh, yeah, I can do one. I didn't uh, watch anything. You didn't just... watch anything? Been playing games. Not that we haven't already talked about. Did you finish Maniac? Yeah, but I already talked about that. You hadn't finished yet. Oh, I started yeah. it. I watched the first episode. You had already watched it, I think. Yeah. Did this I? Or maybe not. I don't think I had. I'm like six episodes in, seven episodes. That show goes some places. I think... I haven't finished it yet, but I think this is the most cinematic television show i've ever seen it's more cinematic than true detective yeah. season one uh, i mean I same same guy like oh yeah that's true Fukunaga, <laughs> like <laughs> i think it's maybe i just sort of got used to it but i felt like it was more cinematic in the first couple episodes versus the later the later sodes i think maybe you did <laughs> just get used to it yeah because like it's also it's kind of meta in the sense that it's it's cinematic but some of the middle episodes and maybe some of the later episodes they're they're like genre episodes because they're like simulations basically so it's like even within specific episodes it feels like there's a fantasy episode there's a uh like a cult uh not a cult like a dinner party like ritzy like heist type 
episode and like it's drawing from those cliches great gatsby heist yeah <laughs> uh i'm like kind of blown away by the show like i've been doing it it's great chunks it's a great Just show one episode at a time but this could be an all-timer boys we'll see a couple episodes left but. it was trending that way for me it didn't quite stick the landing yeah I mean, it has a good ending i was satisfied with the ending but just like as a whole when i was finished i was like wow that was that was a really cool experience but yeah i feel like the first episode the didn't ages. really grab me not that i wasn't digging it but it's mm. not one of those pilots that's like oh my god i gotta watch the next episode you know what i mean i don't know that's kind of how i was i, I was yeah. ready for the next episode pilot didn't really pull me in I feel like it was kind of just setting up a lot of stuff. I liked the world building, though. I was just really yeah. curious about this weird-ass world that they put together. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Oh, the Mafia episode, too. So. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so, but you still have a couple episodes left? I have, like, maybe three episodes left. Yeah. You're going to see another couple of... <laughs> Just ridiculous. They, I think I've seen they have taken the sea pill for what that's worth, and I've yeah. seen like there. I think the last episode I watched was the first episode after they had ingested the sea pill. Okay, spoilers. Jonah Hill's character. I'm pretty sure on the sea pill. It's nuts. Yeah, how is he in it? He's good. You don't get it much of him in the first episode. I really like him as his main character, and as a couple of his. Uh, a couple of his genre characters but um it'll all work though like no. when he's like like the mafia episode like it's a great episode but him playing like the the tough guy like doesn't work real quick off topic unless you have something else to say about wait is that the one i'm thinking of with the long like braided hair or whatever yeah and, yeah he was ridiculous i thought that was funny though like i thought it was going it was for funny. yeah but there's also the ritzy episode and sarah if sarah hadn't said this i it was sort of in the back of my mind but i hadn't fully completed my thought yet but she was like yeah emma emma stone is a much better or at least more versatile actress than, oh, yeah. than uh jonah hill and it really came through particularly in the in the heist episode yes that one was kind of bad from him <laughs> and she was totally fine emma stone She's a national treasure. Don't say anything negative about Jonah. No? No. Not at all? He's the best. Um, off topic, kind of, but um, at the party I was at on Friday, someone asked me who's my favorite comedian or like comedy Comedic actor. actor? Yeah. And I was I asked, of all time or right now? And, and they said, said right both. now. Oh. So all time i said it's got to be chris farley or adam sandler Dude, chris farley get out of here get fucked man just because get just fucked. because of tommy boy and black sheep uh no he's he's beverly great. hills ninja like, obviously yeah, yeah, that movie's also great but yeah. like and his did, life was cut tragically short here i am right. sally jones but just as a comedic actor i thought he was amazing and i'll even lump in all of his saturday night live stuff because he's amazing in saturday night live he has so many classic skits he was fucking hilarious. You can't Dude, deny it. It's got to be Jim Carrey. It's got to be Jim Carrey. That's a good one too. Will Ferrell. But I love Will Ferrell. But mm, I would yeah. take him over Jim Carrey. Will Ferrell over Jim Carrey? Really? Yeah. Um, that's tough. Will Ferrell has longer legs, 
he makes me laugh <laughs> but more in my adulthood than Jim Carrey. Jim does. Carrey back in the day, he was on fire. Yeah, Dumb but and Dumber is still Dumb one of the funniest movies of all time. <laughs> shit. But then, okay, favorite current comedian, comedic actor. I said Jonah Hill. I think I would Seth need a Rogan. list. Who? I think I would need a list. Like you like can't just pop off. one out of your head. No, that's kind of a dying breed. Yeah, but I would just because say these Jonah guys Hill. feel like they were like eight years ago. You know, like what? Who is my favorite? Right Comedy's now? dead. I would say, or is Seth everything Rogen's just getting funnier? Favorite. I don't know. No, things are not getting funnier. That's for damn sure. Hmm. Um, Jonah Hill though, twenty one and twenty two Jump Street, super bad. Yeah, but the those movies are amazing. good because of the writing. He's good in them, but not as much as performance. He's hella funny in all. <laughs> yeah, well, he is. He is. But, I mean, it's not like he's doing that much in them, you know? Uh, well, yeah, he's not doing Jim Carrey and Liar Liar, but I feel like he's super funny. No? I feel no, like you... Not. I was thinking of uh, <laughs> I was thinking of his character and This is the End. Or he's afraid he's going to get titty fucked. Oh, oh, I will say uh, Bill Hader always makes me laugh anytime Uh, he shows up at anything. Have you guys watched his new show on HBO? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Is it good? Billy? I've heard Barry, I think. Barry. I've heard good things about it. It was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's really good. Hmm. Surprised you didn't talk about it. I thought I did. I don't think you did. I don't think so. Well, Maybe. I don't know. I'll put it on my watch list. Uh, I can never remember the guy's <clears throat> name, the older actor who is oh. in that movie. But uh, <laughs> which movie? In, in <laughs> or in the show, Barry. Sarah loves him. He he's great in it. I let me just Google it. Is it John Voight? No, it's yeah. Come on, Henry Winkler. Oh. Fonzie. The Fonz. Yeah, he's he's great in this show. <laughs> he's a great character. He also cracks me up, dude. His character in Waterboy. Oh, yeah. Aggressive development. <laughs> uh, the villains in the in the show are really good, too. They're like these Eastern European guys who are just like total, total amateurs at being gangsters, and they always have to send for help from like the, the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a dark and gritty show, right? But it, it's also funny as it well. It gets pretty dark. Yeah. Um, but it's hilarious, yeah. It's totally hilarious. Anyone have anything else? I got two more things I want to bring up. Uh, I uh, have been watching The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yes. Uh, that show's pretty dope. It's not perfect. How like, many episodes is it? Ten. How long are the episodes? Wow, full season. An hour. It's is f- it self-contained or we don't know? I don't know. I think it is. Oh. It's based on a book. Uh, this is from uh, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. That he's guy. the current king of horror. Gross. I don't <laughs> think he's that great. But this show is actually pretty cool. Like, this is the first horror TV show I've ever been into. I think American Horror Story is trash. Uh, I think I've watched one episode of that. They're really... Like, I'm struggling to even kind of come up with other... There haven't been too many horror television Castle shows. Rock. I mean, it's recent. Is that horror, though? 
I feel like it is. It's Stephen King, but I don't know how much it leans into. Oh, I would. I just assumed. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but uh, it's it's really good. It, it's kind of it's kind of like hereditary in that it's a, it's not just about like a haunted house and ghosts and shit. It's about like trauma and how you carry it with you and how it affects you and your relationships. And it's about the family. Uh, there's some like kind of cringy stuff, both with the writing and the performances. I think Mike Flanagan is good at directing horror, but he's not the best at directing his actors. Cause there's some pretty like cringy moments. Hush. Yes. Gerald's game. <laughs> uh, I see. I would still point to Gerald's game as my favorite that this guy has done. Uh, but this this show is is pretty cool. Uh, there's some genuinely spooky stuff. Any uh, known actors in it? Uh, the chick from Hush. Oh, she's the mom in this, or no, she's not the mom. But oh. she's also uh, Carla Gugino or whatever. She's oh. the mom. Oh, from I had Gerald's no idea. Game. She's the mom, uh, and then uh, the chick from Hush plays one of the daughters. So there's like an event that happens in Hill House. So it's so like it's an a, older family then. Or well, no, it's, it's flashbacks. Oh, so okay. in the house, they're kids. So there's five kids. So it's like some stuff in the house when they're kids, some stuff as they're adults. So uh, the chick from Hush plays one of the adult kids. Uh, one of the child kids uh, was the chick from uh, that Ouija movie, the second one. Not anyway, a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Ouija origin of evil or whatever. didn't he direct that too yeah <laughs> oh my god this guy loves working with it's good though it's, it's it's totally worth a watch I, I think if you like horror this this show is pretty cool i'm excited to sorry how far did you that. say you were into it i'm like i have like three episodes left oh yeah pretty good. trailer looks good it's awesome and you dropped hereditary so peaked um peaked triggered um yeah the only thing i know about it is that it's on Netflix, and Mike Flanagan did it. Are you interested? Kinda, but there's so much TV. Season's almost over, too. So much TV. I was telling Matt on the way here, like, what's with people not putting their scary shit out earlier in the year? I don't want to watch it after Halloween. I want to watch it all in anticipation of, ha- of Halloween. But you could do that, because Netflix just drops the whole season at once. That's not enough time. Oh. There's movies, there's multiple TV shows, blah, 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 blah. Right, you blah. can't just stop Sabrina stop just came out everything. like on Friday. Like, what? You know, I got other things to do. I get it. Did you start Sabrina? We watched, like, <laughs> half of the first episode. Is that also on Netflix? Yeah. It yeah would, Netflix is just it's, dumping content. I didn't really like it. Matt watched the whole first episode. He agrees that maybe some of the writing is not great, but he had fun with it. I didn't have fun with it. I saw someone say it was, uh, had like a a witch vibe to it. And it was, there's like a line that they ripped off. Just because they're in the woods. Like something about living deliciously evil or something. Oh, yeah. They like to say it. And they say it twice in the same. I was like, come on. The first one was way worse. There are so many delicious things about being a witch. Oh, my God. Um, I watched The Monster. What the fuck is that? A24 horror film starring your girl, Zoe Kazan. What? It's on Amazon Prime. Really? Mm-hmm. Came out this Direct, year? No, uh, 2016 or maybe last year. The Monster? Yeah. And guess who directed it? 
the guy who directed The Strangers. No shit, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's not very good. Ah, Sorry. Damn it. You might like it, but it feels pretty middle of the road. And um, OG The Strangers, right? Not the sequel? Right, yeah. Okay. Which is awesome. Um, but yeah, The Monster, it's basically just about... So Zoe Kazan plays the mom. She has this daughter. They don't have a great relationship. Zoe Kazan's character is an alcoholic. They don't get along. They're basically on their way to, or she's on her way to give her daughter over to her ex or whatever, you know, to the daughter's dad. But he is also not a good person either. But before any of that even happens, they break down on this like deserted road in the woods that it's like raining out and everything. Um, And then like shit just goes downhill from there. And yeah, it's a monster movie. The monster looked kind of cool. Like it looks like a mix of uh, like Venom meets Godzilla. Sort of like a pit bull featuring a ludicrous situation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure. But yeah, I mean, the movie just, I don't know, it didn't really do anything that interesting and didn't really go anywhere. Like it's trying to do this whole thing. How big was this monster? Um, like normal monster size. Like you ever feet? see like a uh, Super normal Eight? Normal monster size. You ever see Super Eight? No. The monster in that's a good comparison. Is it like Bigfoot sized? Maybe a little smaller, like a a bear, maybe smaller like the size a of a bear. Big lizard. Dude, bears are bigger than Bigfoot. Okay, yeah. Then what? No, they're not. Bigfoot's mm. supposed to be like eight feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. If a bear stands up, it's like eight feet tall, but it's also like fucking huge yeah i would say the monster's probably six to eight feet tall but it's definitely pretty wide it's got some you know so like uh kanye it's a burly lizard new music video where he's like the square dude i like it yeah it's called yeah totally about that that? size yeah (laughs) his wingspan is probably about that he has wings no his wingspan it's an expression Mm. (laughs) yeah about wings like michael jordan has a wingspan so do you and i but we don't have wings. <laughs> not like Mike. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, it was not that great. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say other than you could probably skip it. <laughs> I'm Last- just, it doesn't sound right. A big giant lizard in the woods, you know, yeah, seems out of place. Weird. Yeah. They don't explain how it, it's, it's supposed to be like this whole, like there's internal monsters as well. And I thought it was going to be a movie where, like, you don't ever see a monster and it's all just, like, this stuff that you, you know, put onto the movie. But, no, there's definitely a monster and it's right in the center of the movie. (laughs) Okay. Last thing I want to talk about is Sorcerer. I rewatched it after our conversation at your party. (laughs) He couldn't hold back. Oh, man. Well, it had been a while, so I feel like I had to watch it again and refresh my memory and that movie man it is a visual masterpiece i think stuff is interesting once they get down there but i mean i was kind of intrigued with the weird little backstories for the characters it's a little slow the first I was also hour like, what is happening what am right. i watching and you don't get a lot of explanation but you get no explanation no you get some you Dude. get a vibe of what's going on. They're all in these shitty situations, and then they go to this place. That's not an explanation. In a, 
and a last ditch effort to get out of their situation. Yeah. But man, that movie, especially on my new TV, holy shit, that Blu-ray is incredible. Popping. Oh my god. Like popping off. Like nothing else. <laughs> it's due for a rewatch. It's been probably what, two years plus, maybe? Probably, yeah. It? Does the dynamite look as dynamite? wet and sticky oh, yeah. as ever? Oh yeah. When he does the little nitroglycerin, he flicks the nitroglycerin off his fingers. There's a little crackle. <laughs> but no, that movie. I just feel like it does such a good job of being like authentic or like just like the texture of the movie. It just feels so real and lived in. Like the explosions feel real. Like the jungle that they're in. Like everything feels so real. And like I just don't get that feeling watching movies today. Hmm. And it's fucking intense. And that score is banging. It's a perfect movie. The ending, it gets all trippy and mm-hmm. haunting at the end. And then it's got that, like, kind of, like, not, like, twist ending. Well, it's kind of a twist. It's, like, left open for your interpretation what happens at the end. Because the movie ends with, like, a bang. Like a gunshot. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's rad. Pretty good. I gotta rewatch it. So good. You are forgetting a movie, though. What? It's our girlfriends are seeing it tonight. No, I already talked about it last episode. Did you? Yeah, no, you the Hate You Give. Did he talk about the Hate You Give mm-hmm. on the last one? Yeah, I already talked about Maniac, too. Oh, shit. Come on, Matt. It's Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> early, early onset. Uh, well, never mind then. Yeah, basically, uh, I played out the trailer <laughs> in podcast form. <laughs> Because as I was like talking about it, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's in the trailer. Yeah, it's in the trailer. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's in the trailer. <laughs> Just watch the trailer. <laughs> solid, uh, solid movie, though, if you haven't listened to last week's episode. Not you guys, the listeners. <laughs> which you should listen to last week's episode, because it was a rager. Yeah, probably one, of, probably one of our better episodes, I think. Probably one of the most entertaining, at least to record. I don't know about listen to, but it was fun. Uh-huh. Right, Tom? Great combo. Three stars were born. <laughs> and no, five stars were born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else you guys want to mention? I think that's it for me. No. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. <laughs> oh, uh, I may have also forgotten. Did I talk about Bleed for This on the last one? No. Oh. I watched Bleed for This. And? I don't have much to say. It's pretty. It's a generic boxing yeah. movie. <laughs> It's uh, it's good. Like it's well done. Right. Uh, it's very tropey, um, but Who's it's entertaining. It? Miles Teller. Oh. And uh, what's his face? Aaron Eckhart. He's unrecognizable. Yeah, he he's great in it. I thought the performance. Like you come for the performances. Um, you stay I for would, the boxing. The boxing scenes are okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a it's on par with Southpaw, and I like Southpaw more than most people. More than uh, me. I would say it's about on par with Southpaw. <laughs> not as not as bad. Not as cheesy or But like, I thought Southpaw was more entertaining. Probably. And better boxing sequences. Yes. The boxing sequences in Southpaw are pretty dope. Yeah. But the way the the plot gets set into motion. Yeah. So ridiculous. Dumb. <laughs> dumb. Uh so yeah, I mean Believe for this assault. I love boxing movies, so it's it's a good one of those, but when's Creed two come out? Uh, Thanksgiving, I think. I totally forgot about that until you said it, but the trailer looks pretty cool. 
Yeah. Drago's back. I don't need yeah. it. You don't need what? it? No. Dude. You're going to watch it. Drago. No. Dolph Lundgren? I'm over it. It's going to be huge. Why? Yeah, this he, is a new franchise. This fucking guy. He thinks Michael B. He's already over Michael B. Oh, Jordan. right. Dude, Creed 1 is amazing. It's fine. It's like four and a half, five star movie. It's a great boxing movie. It's one of the a best boxing perfect movies. Perfect way to revitalize a franchise. I don't need boxing movies. Just like Halloween. No, not quite, <laughs> but. Just go back and watch Cinderella Man. Oh. It was boring, dude. That's been a. I've only seen that movie once and it was a long time ago, but I remember thinking it was awesome when I saw it. Is that a Rod Howard joint? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, that kind of is boring. Bullshit. You're just a Russell Crowe super fan yeah. he's a russell he's a russell ho <laughs> i gotta rustle up some crow <laughs> uh, okay well uh next time we record uh huge no no not okay. particularly uh <laughs> that was a question not a- <laughs> it's not getting great reviews but bohemian rhapsody i'm yeah. still intrigued by boy erased yes comes out uh i don't how do you guys feel about the nutcracker in the four kingdoms uh what's if, that shit it looks pretty cool if oh, i see it movie like i think if i see it in dolby i'll go but if i don't have a chance to see it in like a premium format yeah, yeah. i don't think I. it care. looks cool though right yeah. like visually like it's yeah they do the nutcracker. they do an extra little junket featurette oh uh overlord Comes oh, out realms. the ninth. Very excited for uh, that. Girl on the Spider's Web. Pretty excited. Looks yeah, looks yeah. decent. Watchable. Um, and what is Bodied? I've heard thing good things about that Bodied. is the next cop drama about the stuff. Critics <laughs> consensus <laughs> with its thorny themes and aggressive humor. Bodied dares to offend and justifies its approach with a subversive comedy that edifies as it entertains. Oh yeah, it's the guy who directed like what's that? Full no Torque. He directed Torque and Detention. Oh, gross! Torque. Torque. Dude, people like this guy. He also did that. Uh, like short for power rangers remember like the adult version of power rangers that came out a few years ago it was like a 10 minute short no it was actually kind of cool short but (laughs) this guy has directed a ton of music videos two movies fucking torque embodied and attention he didn't direct it he's just a screenwriter dog no screenwriter and director this just says screenwriter wrong what is what is that movie oh Uh, it's got dane cook in it Barf. Anyway, movie's trash. Uh, Eminem produced Bodied too. I think we already talked about this before on the podcast. You guys gonna see Nobody's Fool? Oh, Suspiria. Duh, we're gonna see Suspiria. Comes out on Halloween. Uh, Nobody's Fool. What is that? Who's in that one? Sounds like a terrible. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Tika Sumter. I've seen the trailer. It looks okay. This is a joke. Dude. What about a private war? <laughs> the joke of the trailer where Whoopi Goldberg pretends that she has a bad connection Dude, and can't hear through no. the window. That is the dumbest it joke not I've funny. ever heard. Isn't I that like is that a Tyler Perry? No, I don't think so. Nobody's fool. You got it right there, don't you? Just because there's black people in it. No, you think it's a that's Tyler Perry movie, Travis. No, that. no. I can't wait till no. I'm right and I can just say, <laughs> fuck you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't believe that's a Tyler Perry. Joke. Oh, suck it. Film directed by Tyler Perry. <laughs> it has is sort it really? of like the Tyler Perry oh, font. Yep. <laughs> Why isn't it Tyler Perry presents Nobody's Fool? Written, produced, directed. He's all over it. Oh, yeah. Movie's going to be trash. It's going to be great, dude. I love Tyler Perry. Gone Girl? I'm already over Tiffany Haddish. Sorry. You had it with Haddish? Yep. I would ra- way rather watch her than Michael B. Jordan. She's a she's a one trick pony. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. That's not true. <laughs> she's just the next uh, Zach Galifianakis, Melissa McCarthy. Like what? They, Melissa McCarthy's still doing it. She's still. She's, she's in, got that movie coming yeah. out. She's getting tons of praise. For I know. She also, is. all of her movies are fucking awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Definitely not all of her. No, heat? but she. No, but she's Have the best. Have you seen the Heat? A, but she's great in all of the them. The Heat's not terrible. She's fine. Okay, maybe I'm not giving her enough credit, but she's she's a one trick pony. She's the best part of This Is Forty. Is she a one trick pony? No, she's, she's pretty yeah. funny, dude. Suki Gilmore Girls. She's great. Never watched Gilmore Girls. Girls? No. No, but she usually does the female version of Zach Galifianakis. She's just trash when she partners up with her hubby and directs these like garbage comedies. Are you guys gonna watch this show, Outlaw King? What the fuck is that? I'm pretty sure it's a show with Chris Pine. No, that's a movie. Chris Pine. That's a movie where he shows his dong. His oh, yeah. Pine Dong! What are we talking here? <laughs> when is this coming out? Is it out? I think it's a Netflix movie. Oh, it's come, November 9th. I think it's uh, the guy who did uh, Start Up in Hell or High Water. Oh, his costume looks terrible. Yeah. David McKenzie, well, is that his name? not getting good ratings. Muddy and bloody to a fault. I don't know. Director? Oh, yeah. It's the Animal Kingdom guy. That's David McKenzie, right? No. David McKenzie's not the That's Animal Kingdom David guy? David Michaud. Oh, Dave, more like David Michaud. <laughs> uh Start Up in Hell or High Water. Yeah. yeah. It's this guy. Great so, director. Yeah great director anyway all right that's gonna do it we'll have something for you next week yeah it's it's up in the air at least suspiria i think we're all pretty excited to see suspiria oh yeah tom hasn't even seen a trailer did you know that i'm saving it really you're gonna go in unsoiled that's right all right you guys have never seen the original no i'm i'm gonna hopefully try and i'd be curious to see what you think about it I think I like it. It's yeah. a it's a giallo movie. Right? I definitely think you'll enjoy it. I'm just wondering to like to what degree, because a lot of people think that's like one of the best horror movies ever made. I like it a lot, but it's definitely style over substance. Well, it's a uh, it's it's Argento, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen. That's the only thing I've seen of his. Suspiria. I would say if you watch it as like a haunted house type movie, where maybe not everything makes sense, and you're just going for like the the vibe of it you'll dig it a lot but if you like want everything to connect and everything to make sense then you'll probably find some issues with it yeah yeah no i've seen some like giallo films but not none of argento stuff uh okay that's gonna do it for this episode uh i want to thank everybody for listening tell your friends like us on itunes or whatever the fuck because that helps our visibility solid reviews uh we really appreciate everyone who listens to this show We will be back in a couple weeks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Toodles.